time once again for The Difference, a podcast that sits right at the intersection of politics and economics. I am political expert, pause for laugh, Dan O'Donnell, alongside Dave Spano, the president. You and are. You're a, I, a, I, a I like to think expert. I like to think I know what I'm talking about a little bit. I make a lot of and jokes. And even if you don't, even if you don't, you say it with such authority... <laughs> That it sounds good. So well, that's totally actually fine. that's what they teach you in law school. I'm not, I don't know if a lot of people know this. I did uh, graduate many many years ago from the University of Wisconsin Law School. I'm sure they're very proud of me now, and that's one of the things that you learn. It's like you say something with conviction. It's not you know you BS, but you make an argument. You know, you 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 say mm-hmm. something with conviction. You bring the facts. You 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 bring the law. And there's an old saying in the law: if you have the facts on your side, you pound the facts. If you have the law on your side, you pound the law. If you have neither, you pound the table. So expect plenty of yep. table pounding from me. And speaking of table pounding, we have got yes. Congress. Oh, they are so terrified. They are so angry. They are so desperate. Dave, to get a continuing resolution passed by the end of the week. Mm-hmm. Because if they don't, if they don't, we <laughs> will have the four horsemen of the apocalypse riding down the National Mall. It will be the end of existence as we know it. Hopefully you and I You know I the black be... helicopter people are not getting your humor. Just Probably so you know. not. I was just going to say, Dave, you and I will be safely raptured before the government shuts down so we won't have to worry about this. Every, like, four or five weeks. Why do we, we, we get, and it is so frustrating, Dave. It is so frustrating. It uh, We govern from crisis to crisis. I'm reminded, you saw the play Hamilton, right? Mm-hmm, of course. So there's uh, one of Washington's opponents, another general in the Continental Army, says, uh, indecisive from crisis to crisis. That's how yeah. I feel that the American government is are right you, now. Are you going to rap? Could you, can you rap that? Can I rap, rap that? that? Uh, yeah. You know what? I'd have to. I'd have to think about the lyrics. You need, you need a beat. Uh, right. Well, I will you say, about it. I am the A L E X A N D E R. We are meant to be a colony that runs independently, but Britain keeps blanking on us endlessly. Then King George turns around and runs a spending spree. He is never going to let his descendants free. So wait. Wow. There will be a revolution in this century. I, you know, it's been a while. I haven't seen Love Hamilton. It. It's, you know, my Love favorite it. work of pop culture. But you are so cool. Thank you. I try, you know, I try to, I, 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 that's the first time anyone <laughs> has ever said after I rapped something that I sounded cool and not yeah. like Truman white, white, Capote. White guy, white guy cool. White yeah, guy not, cool. and not Truman Capote sounding like Tupac. <laughs> uh, but but the, 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 the crisis style government financial shutdowns and whatnot. Your thoughts? Yeah, no, of course, you know, they're they're probably going to get a CR this week. We're recording this on Monday morning. And, you know, there's certainly a bill that was crafted over the weekend. And, of course, if the House brings that forward, likely going to pass their own bill. If they don't, for some reason, Big Brother, the Senate, probably has something up their sleeve, and they don't want that. Of course, new House Chair Mike Johnson wants to try to get a win here. But they're talking about a continuing resolution that could go for a year. And why is he trying to push that through? Because it does lock in the spending that is current, so there won't be any uh, any further 
deficits. You know, right now the deficit that they're running is as big as it's ever been. And of course, your listeners know that the deficit is what creates the debt. So if you spend more than you bring in, that's obviously the deficit. That number gets lopped onto the debt, which is the reason we have $33.5 trillion in going higher. But the bigger picture is what Moody's said. They said, you know, maybe this is not AAA paper. This is less than that. And they're starting to talk about downgrading the value of the government and the treasuries that are out there. And you can see it because every week, you know, they have to raise money. And how do they do that? They have an auction. And the last auction, the bond auction that they had was sloppy. And that tells you that everybody's kind of looking at this, that $33.5 trillion, at some point, when we don't know where that is, at some point we're going to have to have the hard conversation. Not going to lie, I'm a little disappointed that you didn't wrap that analysis, but yeah, I'll, allow, I'll allow it. The, the, the Moody's outlook downgrade, we've still got the AAA rating, so that's not impacted. Ultimately, is that much ado about nothing, or do markets watch that? Does the Fed watch no, that? That's like- real. Yeah, no, I think that's real. If, if you actually get a downgrade, and of course the Fed is watching that this week, we're going to get a number of reports. One of those is the CPI, PPI reports we're going to get, and then we're going to get retail sales. And both of those are going to be enlightening because, as we all know, inflation was you know 9.5% a little more than a year ago. They raised interest rates significantly to try to slow down the economy. It's starting to appear that it's slowing down, and we're going to see that by two things. One, what is the inflation report now, number one? And number two, does retail spending start to slow down? We came up with a cute term called funflation. And that was because that is where you saw a lot of the inflation yeah. most recently, travel, concerts, mm-hmm. eating out, all of those things. And so if that starts to slow down, and that's what we expect this week, the Fed's going to have to pay attention. And politically, let's connect this. If we get the slowdown, the long-awaited slowdown that's been promised recession here for a, a, more than a year, as I said, we're not going to have one in 2023. You will recall that. As I said, we won't have a recession in 23. If it happens in 2024, before an election, never good for the incumbent. No, it isn't. And that's why I am still of the opinion that we are going to get bigger than expected rate cuts because we're already starting to see general slowdowns. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think I'm reporting any trade secrets here, but iHeartMedia, the company I work for, you're more than likely listening to us on iHeartRadio, our company just projected or just reported a 3.6 decline in Q3. We're based on... Well, it's public information. That's public information. Exactly. exactly. But we're we're an advertising-based model. And we're typically what I call us is the the canary in the fiscal coal mine, because when advertising-based businesses slow down, typically the first thing that a business will cut is its marketing and advertising budget. You'd much rather reduce the number of commercials than reduce the number of employees and so forth. If we see, and I've seen CPI projections expected to come in at a 3.3% annual rate, mm-hmm. which we'd be down from, what, 37 in September. And well, it was 37 net. It was 4.9 gross, and then part of that was imports. But you're right. Right. You're so, so if we continue to see that, if we're starting to see retail sales slow down, I think the only – the only conclusion that can be drawn is we've got companies and individuals alike seeing more and more of their money going to interest. And if we start to Mm -hmm. see big ticket items that require financing, cars and such slow down, which I believe we've already started to see, 
uh, not yep. just because of the sky-high price of used vehicles, and obviously there's a huge uh, inventory shortage. Uh, we're at, I yeah, think- but that's starting to clear up. So I think you're going to start to see the car dealers flip that around a little bit, Dan, and start to say, you know, where they were adding $5,000 onto MSRP, they're going to turn around and probably start to give easier credit terms. I think you'll start to see that because as you were starting to point out, it is starting to slow down. And not only just in things like refrigerators and cars, but in commercial real estate as well, a lot of these notes, unfortunately, were short-term rates. And so as short-term rates began to go up, they had these rolling rates. They're going to have to lock these things in now at much higher rates. Real estate could be under a tremendous amount of pressure um, going forward. And that's why you saw some of these real estate stocks get beat up as well. So yeah, there's no question that we could see a slowdown in the beginning of 2024. And you alluded to it, and you're, you're right on, the Fed might go from rate hiking to rate cutting in 2024, and that will be a major move from where they are right now. Could you see that be more aggressive than we might think? Because there are those. So I how, mean, you know, they they try to stay out of it, Dan. As you know, this is. No, I know and you, I, and I know. Funny, you don't but, believe you don't believe in conspiracy, Dan. I'm just going to put on my tinfoil <laughs> hat for a little bit. I'm telling you, and yes, I know Powell was appointed by Donald Trump. Everybody in the financial industrial complex on Wall Street, right? Everybody in the financial world, pretty much everyone in positions of power, views Donald Trump and the return of Donald Trump as something akin to a uh, bizarre mutant Hitler, Stalin, Pol Pot uh, combined <laughs> with like Megatron from the Transformers and Skeletor supervillain coming back. That, I mean, th- th- when, when we have civilization itself rests on keeping Donald Trump and the Republicans out of power, and all you need to do is to open up the flow of money to make it easier for people to buy things and to finance things. To me, that seems like a no-brainer, especially when you say you've already got the Fed at various points over the last year. Powell himself say, well, you know, maybe the target isn't 2% inflation. Maybe it's really 3 or 4% inflation. You know, do they just sort of declare victory, pat themselves on the back, and then give the American economy what it's been dependent upon for the past decade, and that's essentially 0% rates? Yeah, I don't know about zero, but I do think that where they are today, 5.5% is certainly restrictive. And we heard a lot of the Fed governors last week from Minneapolis all the way to San Francisco. They said, you know, it's too early to declare victory and we're standing at the ready, you know, all of the same cliche terms, they all use them around the country. So there must have been some talking points, you know, and so they're live meetings. We're going to look at the data and see where we go. But it certainly sounds like they are at the end of the rate hiking schedule, which is something that we said will likely happen in late this year. And this is where we are. So if they pause here, the Powell pause, look at the information that we're going to get over the next several weeks. And then into 2024, there may be a reversal of policy in short-term interest rates. Now, historically, Dan, when they do that reversal, that is usually when the economy is kind of really slowing down. Right. So when they do that, that's not a great time. Do you know? But what, that's going to certainly signal. Do you know what, what one of the most powerful things that that our our brains come up against? 
seriously, I mean, it's a dead serious question. Confirmation bias. What? We seek out mm-hmm. information that confirms our previously held points of view. And no, I just happen, I mean, it's a, a billions of dollars of industry and I it just because you listen to the, just the happened, news that you want to listen to. I just happened to find UBS analysts today saying there is going to be 275 basis points of easing starting in March with the U.S. sliding into a recession by the second quarter of 2024. And I bring that up primarily because of my own confirmation bias. You see, Dave, mm-hmm. I am right. Is that possible? Like, what would you what would you think? That seems like on the more aggressive end by far. Do you know you are the smartest guy? You are the smartest guy in the room right now. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. Clearly. Clearly, because I actively reject anything that proves me wrong. You see, confirmation bias, it's a great thing. In all seriousness, though, Dave, what do you think about that UBS analysis? I mean, just because UBS said, I mean, there's a lot of other economists that are out there who have been saying that, that very thing, including yours truly, who said we're going to see some rate cuts because we're going to see a slowdown in 2024, not in 2023, because of a lagging effect. I said it a million times. You're going to have a lagging effect of this higher interest rates. It just takes time for it to work through the economy. And that's going to be the same situation. When they start cutting rates, it could be a trough in the GDP, but then it takes time for people to say, oh, hey, did you hear that they you know, they lower interest rates and maybe we can go get a mortgage now? Yeah. Well, that'll be three months, four months, five months after they really do it. So how even in this world of totally plugged in news all over the place, there is still going to be a time for that, that lagging effect to happen. That's what's happening here. We're going to start to see a slowdown. Companies are preparing for it right now. They're right sizing. Yep. In other words, they're you know they're 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 putting the only taking on the people that they need. They're cutting some of their spend in discretionary items like advertising. And so companies are getting ready for a slowdown in 2024, as well as the uncertainty that happens before an election. Does your guy win or lose, and what does that mean to you, both economically and socially as well? And we will, of course, be watching all of that. And then, oh, yeah, there are wars in Ukraine and the Middle East going on at the same time. So uh, maybe not the most stable of times, but definitely a time you need to listen to this podcast every week to get the latest update on what's going on, especially since next week we'll probably be teetering on the verge of another government shutdown. It's just what we do. It's just what we do in this country. (laughs) Sky is always falling and only Congress can save us from ourselves. Be sure to head to AnnexWealth.com for a review of your portfolio. It is totally free. It's called a wealth metric. Know what you own and why you own it at AnnexWealth.com. It was a fun one this week, Dave. Always appreciate co-hosting with you. For Dave Spano, President and CEO of Annex, I'm Dan O'Donnell. You've been listening to The Difference. Annex Wealth Management is a registered investment advisor. For more information about our firm, please visit AnnexWealth.com. The information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is subject to change without notice. Opinions expressed are those of the participants and don't necessarily reflect those of Annex Wealth Management, its producers, hosts, or guests. The host of this podcast is compensated for his endorsement of Annex Wealth Management. Information presented should not be considered as tax, legal, or investment advice or recommendation or solicitation for the sale of any product or strategy. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from qualified professionals to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Investments involve risks. Neither Annex Wealth Management nor its podcast participants shall be liable for losses resulting from decisions based on information or viewpoints presented on this podcast.